You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit screeningandkingston.com. story I was going to tell you, Taylor, to start the podcast, but I forgot what it is. <laughs> I thought of it. I thought of it earlier today. I'm like, oh, that, that's kind of a fun way to start the podcast. You can tell Taylor that story. I don't remember it. I, I clicked the link thinking, was there something I was going to tell Mike this episode? I also feel like I was going to bring something up, but I don't know. We have collective amnesia, I guess. Yeah. And usually... <laughs> Usually I'm a lot better at, at plan, especially when it comes to planning of the show. I know we're we're very much flying by the seat of our pants for this one. But sometimes I'm like, oh, we could start this way or like, I'll, you know, go through this or talk about this or what have you. And usually I'm better at kind of, yeah, kind of knowing what I was going to say. But now I just, I, I literally can't remember. I don't remember what the story was. I don't remember what it had to do with. Something to do with movies, clearly, because I was going to going to kick off with that maybe instead i'll tell you and the viewers the quick story of how we got to review the movies the, the movie i should say that we're reviewing today cool Go um, because i was desperately looking for a movie to to review for for this week looking for something halloweeny something kind of new couldn't find anything anywhere and then someone else told me oh the nun 2 is available on digital now you can you know, you can rent it and you can, you can watch it. And I thought, oh, great. I'll watch The Nun too. And then not an hour later, I get a text from you that says I'm renting and watching The Nun too, in case you, you want to talk about it, you know, no pressure or whatever it is you sent me. And I thought, wow, like what great timing. Not an hour ago, I decided that's what I was going to do. Providential. Uh, I thought because this, Typically, our Conjuring episodes, the Conjuring Universe episodes, are pretty big. I'm not going to go so far as to say they're as big as when you do Marvel, but our listeners really like our Conjuring stuff, and we've been we've been teasing that we're going to review the Nun Two for ages. So I thought it will be pretty lackluster if I come on air today, like recording today, being like, "Oh, by the way, I watched Nun Two and hadn't given you an opportunity." Yes. <laughs> Which is because it's typically we normally make it like a little bit of a bigger deal. (laughs) Yes. Well, and it's so funny that you thought ahead like that because I wasn't going to warn you. Yeah, you're. I was just going to watch the nun too. But you're absolutely right. Like I would go as far to say, probably the number one most popular Mm -hmm. episodes are anything that we make a fool of ourselves. We have to watch something we don't like or some of the fans chose. That's probably number one. Marvel's probably two. I would say Conjuring Films and the Conjuring Universe is probably number three. We it's always get there. a lot of feedback. It's up there. People seem to like us talking about these movies at least. Uh, I don't know how much they like the movies, but they certainly enjoy listening to us talk about it. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm glad you had some foresight because I didn't even think of that. I just thought, oh, great, I have a movie. Now I can continue on with life. But thankfully, and you sent where's... me a text. This is, it really goes to show how little planning we we do typically, <laughs> but, but normally we'd be like, 
next week's episode, we're finally getting to Nen 2. No, we didn't do any of that. We're literally We didn't know. Come <laughs> A week ago, we didn't know, yeah. <laughs> I was going to watch. I, too, was like, oh, I want to watch some, keep it Halloween-y, month of October, blah, 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 blah. And Nicole, I think maybe a week or two ago, was like, you should watch Chopping Mall, which is like a, I guess it's like a silly, silly 1980s horror movie. You can watch it on YouTube for free. And so I was fully going to watch that and review <laughs> that this week. And then last minute, I'm like, well, I don't even know what I, I don't even know what I was thinking. I don't know if I intentionally looked for the nun two or what. But anyways, I ended up last, last minute being like, I'm going to rent this and yeah. uh, watch it. So that's how you got the nun two review listeners instead of chopping mall. Which I might still review this this month. We still yeah. have a little while till our Halloween special, but yeah, uh, we, we have time. at least a couple episodes, couple episodes to go. And I think for me, I just I wanted to go to the theater, and I the only thing that was really for Halloween appealing would have been that that Exorcist movie, Exorcist, right? True believer, true believer. Yeah, but but I'm not even that interested in in that movie, so. I thankfully you we came up with this and we're doing a conjuring episode. People love that. Um, also, even though this is, I'm going to give an update on our Halloween movie series poll. Even though by the time our listeners hear this episode, we'll have known what will be won. finalized. <laughs> uh, but still, just because you know, it's been it's been about a day since we released it, and we do have a decent amount of responses through the website, a couple on social media. I haven't gone through and, and really gone through the numbers, but I can say there's a movie right now that is leading the way in the Halloween series. Um, so obviously we're watching the first Halloween movie that is decided. We're watching the original one, watching the first one, the next one, that is leading the way, Taylor, right now. Without this is unofficial. The unofficial right. count is Halloween three, season of the witch. I thought people were going to recommend this one. I don't know. Now I don't know anything about it, and I don't know the story behind that. But is is this a considered the worst one? Is this considered the best? It's like what an outlier. So they made okay. this third one, and it's not about the murderer. Like the Mike Myers. Oh, okay. And it was the, I read about this recently. Um, it's Carpenter, right? Who who makes these movies? John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah, John Carpenter. And I guess his producing or writing partner were like, you know what? Let's take this series as it, and make it an anthology so that every year we release a movie that's it takes place on Halloween, but it's like a different story. So that's. Mm. This third one is when they thought they were going to make it an anthology, but then they never right. did any other anthology movies. So it, I don't know if it's considered the worst. I think now it's being like re-examined like on its own and is like becoming a bit of a cult classic. I could be wrong on that, but it like in, a, in, in one sense it makes sense because it's, it's like stands alone. Right. So People are like, why Why would we have them review like the seventh one? Let's pick the one that's like the standalone to go with the first one. So it's yeah, all, it, it makes sense yeah. to me. It's the unofficial leader. We we don't know at this point. We will, again, by the time you're listening, listeners, you, we, we know what it is. And we haven't announced it, but we're, we're, we'll be watching. Should we them. make it a surprise? 
to the listeners? I think we will. Yeah, I think we will. I don't. I don't think we'll uh, we'll we'll give we'll give give them a heads up. Like I think we'll we'll go with that. Now, there's been others that I know I've seen multiple times, like Halloween Kills, which wasn't the most recent one, but the one before was also getting quite a few um, votes. And I also apparently. I didn't know this, but apparently there's another movie called just called Halloween. That's part of the, the like a somewhat recent one. That's part of all this. And it's just called Halloween. So that one with whatever year that is, I see like Halloween, but a different year. So there must be that as well. It might be the Rob Zombie reboot. Yeah. So that's also getting some votes as well. We shall see Rob Zombie. His movies are pretty, um, What's the word? Is is it pronounced divisive? 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 Divisive. Um, Probably. Uh, apparently, people do not like the Rob Zombie ones, but I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell you. I have nothing to compare it to. So we shall see. But the season of The Witch, it makes a lot of sense. It's like the campy, weird one. So, of course, they, yeah. our listeners would yeah. have us review that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll be I'll be uh, doing up all the numbers and tallying everything by the end of this week, October thirteenth. We'll we'll know on Friday the thirteenth, and then Ooh, we're watching spooky. the original Halloween and whatever else um, that that people vote for. Um, we have a bunch of fan questions. Cool. Uh, to kick things off, and there's a very special fan question that I'm leaving till the end of the show, uh, or. Of the no, the the end of the question period because I feel like we can't do another question after that one. Got um, it. And you'll you'll get it when we get there. So we'll, so we'll do the other ones first. It's the mic drop question. Precisely. So there's <laughs> there's no. Let's not put that right at the beginning. We'll save that. So um, this one came through the website. Unfortunately, um, there was no name associated with it. Um, I also thought as part of the website, you have to give at least your name or an email or something. Um, and Apparently, that's Guess still not. not the case. Uh, you can just write in a question anomalous, anonymously. Uh, so I don't, I'm sorry, I don't have your name. I, uh, hopefully, you know who you are uh, that you asked this question. Um, but it says, a general question about podcasting for you. Are you ever afraid to touch on a topic because of how people may react? In other words, have you ever left your podcast worried about what you just said and how it might be received? Every day of my life. <laughs> What, 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 like literally two weeks ago, we got off, we like, we, uh, I was gonna say got off air, but we finished recording. And I, I said to Mike, Am I gonna get in trouble for what I just said? I don't even remember what it was that, it was, that um, we were talking about. It was the, it was the movie, the vampire movie, once. Oh, bit, right, where right. I was talking once about how it had the slur, and I'm yes, like, Oh, I'm yeah. gonna get. So, I don't think Mike, I, I could be wrong, I could be putting words in your mouth. I don't think you ever feel that way i probably feel that way like once a month <laughs> oh you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right i have never felt that way and will probably never feel that way yeah i don't know what it is like i i i don't want to ever hurt anyone ever that would be that would be the least on my list of things i want to accomplish by doing a podcast i don't want to hurt someone and i don't want to offend anyone um but just a big part of me knows i'm a good person or at least wholeheartedly believes it so whatever i say i'm like well it can't be that bad like what 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 are they going to cut like someone could disagree with me all they want but that's different to me than than being 
sort of crazy. And then if someone gets offended by something I say, well, I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm like, well, it's my opinion or it's my thought on something. And if we differ, we differ. And if you're offended, I, I don't mean to offend you, but I'm not necessarily going to change my opinion because I don't think whatever I've said is that wrong, if that makes sense. So I don't know. I, I, I don't really think about it that much. Um, I understand that you, why you would think about it. And also I think you've received negative feedback on the show before that's unwarranted and unfair. So I think that that's probably why you have that as well, where you're just wanting to be cautious, but I don't know. I think we do a good job. We've been on the air on the air, as you say, we've been doing this podcast for five years. I don't think we've ever had an incident. We haven't been canceled yet. We haven't gotten. We've said some things. (laughs) (laughs) Like I don't know if you remember when I went on a rant about um, that movie with Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively. And yeah, I the don't one you hate. The it. Yeah, the one I hate. And I said some things in that episode about a lot of stuff. And I don't think I ever heard anything from anyone about it. So. I think I get it more in trouble because I'm a, a girl, which will also get me in trouble for saying that. But I. No, I think that's very think true. That's, I think that is <laughs> why I'm the one true. who gets the hate mail. <laughs> um, we. I think there was one time where. CFRC was like, that's a real person you guys are ripping on. Be careful. (laughs) We were really, we were like going really digging in on an actor, but I don't even think in like a negative way. Bo Burnham. No. Yeah. I think that was just, I think that was just a, I think that if I remember correctly, I think whoever we were talking to from CFRC was more conversational. Oh, Like they were just kind of being like, oh, like this is a negative, but I don't think they, yeah, I've never, I've never heard from CFRC. We have never anything. gotten in trouble. No, no, which again is good. I mean, but that also, I don't know, that's a credit to CFRC. Like they're the type of radio station that's like, well, for the most part, we're an independent radio station. The shows are the shows. They obviously have like a code of conduct and things like that. But I don't think they've ever, I don't know, they've never given me swearing. any of that type of feedback. Yeah, I don't think they've ever. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, public radio, keep the, keep the swearing down. But aside from that, yeah, I don't... Um, I don't. You, I can't think of ever getting in trouble. I think just those conversations are like, oh, you guys don't like this person, or you're being negative about this person. Like, I think it's always meant from a place of we're talking to you about right. it. Yeah. I um. Even though there are times where I'm like, oh, should I have said that? I don't think there's ever been something that I haven't brought up. If that makes sense. Like, I think I always. Yeah, I'm, I don't I, think. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah. So. I think you're right. I don't think there's ever a time you shied away from something just because I might regret it, like, but I'll go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You definitely more than once. You've definitely left the show just wanting to discuss what, what you just yeah. said with, with me and, and to keep But when I go through editing, I don't know, I would, I would take anything out or contact you if I was concerned about anything, but for the most part, I don't know. I, it doesn't, it's not something that really crosses my mind. Maybe it should more. I don't know. I think it also helps that we try to keep things pretty light. Like we're, I would consider it a fun show. Yeah. Like fun comedy. Comedy. And we're (laughs) not like a, we're not like a politics. You know what I mean? Like we try to keep politics out of it unless it like totally is part of the movie we're watching or like movie news. Yeah. That's the exception though. Yeah. If there's something that's in the movie, we feel that's fair game to talk about. 
And I yeah. think that's just the way we go. We're not going to sit here and comment on the politics of the world right yeah, now. World but if there's, a, if there's a movie about something that relates to right now, we'll talk about it. Because yeah. if it's, to me, if it's out in a movie, it's fair game. That's, that's sort of my feeling towards it. And I think you can have discussions about any topic without hurting somebody else. I think there's a way to do it. Totally. There's a way to communicate and discuss anything on the planet with without hurting someone. And it's all about the way you go about it. So, yeah, I think that that's... Hopefully we answered the question. I think, may, I don't know. Maybe Am I going to think trouble? about this more? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> this. Yeah. Maybe maybe this will be the episode where someone contacts like, you guys have got to change your ways and be more sensitive. Well, again, discuss. My, my opinion is if you have an opinion that's different than, than us on the show about the movie or the topic we're discussing, email in. And we're happy to, to read it. Again, so long as it's respectful. I haven't read things on the air for a while that I felt were disrespectful and we used to read them all at the beginning because i thought they were funny um but we decided to change that approach remember when someone just asked us where do you get off yeah it was something like that wasn't it, <laughs> <laughs> it was very gener- very like generic and we didn't know what it was referring to we didn't know if it was a review something like an opinion i don't even think we were talking about anything controversial around that time so no no <laughs> No, that was like probably the that. first year. I think that happened in like yeah. the first year that we were yes. doing the yes. show. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Well, I didn't realize we were still getting um, like negative feedback. You didn't tell me that, but I feel like oh, we've gotten no. less over time. But <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, definitely. <laughs> well, no, definitely less over time. I would say I only dismiss things when it's negative and attacks one of us right or or is presenting even if it is movie discussion is presenting things in a negative tone or way like and often i write the person back and i tell them listen the way you frame this i'm not going to read it on air so if you want to reframe it which people have done then i'm i'm happy to to do it but sometimes you know people just get passionate about things and, and I don't have a problem with that. And I don't have a problem with doing a quick reset. And sometimes I will say, maybe there are some times where I've left on air being, maybe I shouldn't have gone as hard as I did, or maybe I should have been less passionate or angry or yelly or loud. And I don't want to come off as a crazy person, but I don't know. To me, passion is the point. There's sometimes Taylor with my Star Trek takes where I do wonder, am I being so like, should I stop being so hard on a show that's employing a bunch of people? It's right. a livelihood. Maybe I should stop. But then I, I watch another episode and I go, no, this is well-deserved. It's um, garbage. It's absolute trash. And you should be ashamed if you work on it. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, this one <laughs> <laughs> comes from Allie. Uh, Allie. Who's, okay. This is for Taylor. I think this question is for you. Okay. This seems to be worded kind of to you. So I'm okay, a bit surprised. Country that we haven't seen a major Hollywood movie on the satanic panic. Is there one that you can suggest? Certainly there hasn't been anything new I know of other than the fact that Stranger Things touched upon it in its recent season, but I honestly can't name anything else. I'm honestly not a big documentary person. I wish I was, but it's not really for me. I like my narratives to be very, very much fake, even if they're based on real life. Is there any suggestions on movies about the satanic panic that I could learn a little bit from. The only 
and Mike, you are more than welcome to chime in. The only movie that honestly comes to mind is the 2009 movie House of the Devil. And that is the only one. I've only seen it once. I saw it once in 2009. Pretty sure with Nicole. Um, I think we both liked it a lot. Um, And it has kind of Slasher, Haunted House, and Satanic Panic are all like in in the movie. So I can recommend that movie, but having not rewatched it since 2009. So that's over a decade ago. So, so take it with a grain of salt, but shout out to House of the Devil, directed by Ty West, who I think is making those um, those really popular movies right now, X, Pearl, and Maxine. I didn't... So there's that connection. Oh, if you yes. Liked, if yeah. you liked those recent ones, I haven't had a chance to watch them yet. Um, they've kind of gotten mixed reviews, but I think they're all available on Amazon. If you like his, those new movies, then you'll probably like this House of the Devil. So can you think of anything else, Mike? On, that's I said no, on the show, really. I don't think, aside from this movie, and like maybe, you can't even say Rosemary's Baby, because that's set in the 60s, mm-hmm. and it was made before the Satanic Panic. So like... Yeah, I don't. I, no, I I would perf. I would love to see something like I I I think a Hollywood movie or a big horror movie kind of about that era would be good. I have seen other TV shows. I can't think of them off the top of my head that like address it. Mm-hmm. I've seen because I had heard it like the term before and things either set in a time or doing kind of a, a parody of it or doing something like that. But yeah, honestly, the only thing that pops in my head is exactly what Allie mentioned is. It, it was sort of done a little bit in, in Stranger Things recently. Like, you know, the people getting a yeah, little accusing. crazy about the devil. Yeah, and I, and that, we have, I don't think we've really had something quite like that for, for a while. Um, and I'm confusing the satanic panic with, like, the witch hunt. Uh, I, I mean, similar <laughs> like the scenes. Salem, I guess so, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm picturing a lot of movies about, like, the Salem witch hunt and those types of things, but no, nothing that I could think of. While you were talking, Taylor, I was thinking about controversial things I could say. Um, (laughs) I was trying to think while you were going through there, it's not that I wasn't listening. I I kept thinking, are there, are there any controversial movie takes I have? And then now we like to plan things on air and fans like that. I'm wondering if, if we would be so bold to plan an episode where we just give you all our like controversial movie takes. I think that would be a great. I think that'd be a great way to go out. Maybe that should be our final episode. It's <laughs> a great way to yeah. go out. All of our super hot takes that should not be aired. <laughs> I have a really funny story. It's a that that I could tell on this that final episode whenever that happens, and and I'm saying it now with hopes that we all remember. But it's a very funny story about a particular movie. And it's a first date story and it has, it's not my controversial take. It's someone else's controversial take, but it's quite good. It's a very good story. Uh, not a good take, good story. And it's about a movie. So there's a good uh, sort of tie in there. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that. Whenever a screening Kingston finally is off the air, our last episode will be controversial movie opinions and movie takes and topic takes. And- Sounds good. I don't think it would be a ba- as bad as you're envisioning, Taylor, but maybe I'm wrong. I just, uh, yeah, everyone's got opinions, you know, but we shouldn't always air them. 
and yep. get in trouble. Oh, you don't have to air. I'm not saying air an opinion you don't want to. I think this would be like voluntary. Right, right. <laughs> Airing of opinions. I got, I got, a, I got a few interesting movie related takes that I think would be worth discussing. Um. Anyway, I think. Yeah, I, I have some too, and I'm just afraid that they'll get me canceled. <laughs> That's why I think we do it the last episode, the final yes. episode of Screening Kingston. We do that where there's, you know, no one can get you after that. Sounds good. <laughs> um, last, well, not the last question, but the last question before the last question comes from Jackson, who wants to know, are there any screening in Kingston bloopers? Um, I mean, most of this episode is probably... Every single episode. People, yeah. we don't... Uh, we've mentioned this a couple times on the show, but we talk what would you call it mike like free form like it's literally just one conversation and yeah it's it's a straightforward conversation with very little editing other than to clean some stuff up we haven't broken things down in the segments we sit down and talk for one hour and see what happens so there there's not a lot on the cutting room floor if that's the question that i don't think there'd even be enough for like a blooper reel episode or what have you no, because there's we very just, little I cut out. We mess up and we keep <laughs> we keep rolling. <laughs> I, I honestly, maybe a few times here or there, I have to cut something out, and it's it's either a time thing or a flow issue or there was a technical problem. There's a few of those, especially yeah. in a row at the early of the pandemic where there's a few technical glitches that I have in recording. Nothing funny. Like I yeah, know there's probably, funny. I can probably count on one hand where I've stopped and told you to cut what I've just said. Yeah. It's very possibly, rare. Possibly because it is too controversial. Um, <laughs> I think that actually has happened a few yeah, times. A couple Not times a lot, where I'm like, I don't want that. That's going to be yeah. misconstrued. Cut that out. Um, the time I said, Katie's job on air where people could Oh find yes. It. Oh you yeah, bleeped, we had to cut that out. Bleeped that. Um yeah. but nothing like nothing when I think blooper, I think like funny. There are no like flubs. Everything is in the show, right, Mike? Like I don't think you would have Yeah. Like you said, yeah, very it's... little on the cutting room floor. Yeah. yeah. You're getting the very raw <laughs> take here it's it's not it's not that much editing um it's it's certainly lessened over time there's more editing when we have guests on the flow is different but i've been able to really cut down the editing time when it's you and me um our back and forth is fine there's not too much that i have to change so there yeah there's not a lot of there's not a lot of editing there's not a lot of bloopers there would be things like that that we don't want to air anyway that we couldn't we could again maybe after <laughs> the show's over we could send select people hey katie here's a snippet when taylor said your job and where you lived in your list of fears like you know things like that <laughs> which is kind of funny to the person but no but shouldn't go out elsewhere no. um yeah I, I, I aside from that i don't think there's much we've we've cut out there's a few there's a few things do you remember when we did, a, I don't know why we did this, but we did four or five episodes in a row where we had Nicole and Tyler on. It was just one of our movie series. It was when okay. we were doing um, like art house. Yeah, that was the longest editing I've ever done for this show. And it was in a row. And there was all four of us. And there were things cut out of that. 
there was a whole side tangent about Star Trek that I had to cut out because the flow wasn't there. There's a few things. There's a few back, back and forth between you and Nicole that I had to cut out. Again, most of it was timing and flow. But that, that was the most editing I've ever done. But to me, not a blooper. Just not worth No, no. Just, <laughs> you know, it's just it, the flow is just not there. It's just awkward or it doesn't work or, or it's clearly a side tangent. And we have to move things back. And, and again, we're, we're trying to keep it under an hour here because we want to be on CFRC. We want to be on the radio. We've got to keep it kind of the same time slot. It is mainly time that we make edits for. And sometimes not, not that <laughs> when, when we should. Um, final question comes from long-time long uh, listener and frequent guest co-host, Tyler Vance. Okay. So this is the email Here we go. from Tyler Vance. First of all, he says, hello, Screening in Kingston, which normally he says, hello, Taylor and Mike. So you got to understand that we're off We're off to a rocky start. Uh-oh. This seems quite fun. I've just read it now, and I'm I haven't pre-read pre-read this email. Um, it's not other friendly. Than to just kind of scam it, but it doesn't seem friendly. Uh, I think we're in trouble here. Um, Mike's uh, perspective command <laughs> commandments on when spooky season should commence and end have been a joy to listen to, but even more so, they have been a joy to disregard entirely. <laughs> I started my spooky season quite early last week of September with an experimental Canadian horror movie called Skinamarink. Yes, I've heard a lot about this movie. You have heard this. Okay, Skinamarink. There you go. I've heard a lot. Uh, It might have even played at the screening room last year. Oh, really? It's about a year old now, I think. Okay. A very Tyler Vance movie about two kids walking in the middle of the night to discover that their father had disappeared and all the doors and windows in their house. The movie is made uh, to look like it was shot on a 90s home video quality film stock and consists of a bunch of static shots focused on the walls and the ceilings of the house as the kids move around off screen and talk about what they should do about the predicament. It's right up my alley and such. I highly recommend our beloved co-hosts avoid it like the plague. For those of you out there like myself with immunity to such uh, diseases then for, and for slow, creepy experimental movies, check it out. It does not sound like something I would enjoy, especially just staring at a wall with people talking about it. And the children so. are very young, Mike. So it's yeah. not like it would be like... I don't think they're like toddler age, but it's not like listening to teens figure out. It's like I'm out. Small children. Out. Yeah. It made it because it's so experimental. Like it was on a a lot of websites were talking about it when it came out. Um, and (laughs) in the end, it was very fortunate that I started Spooky Season early. As the crop of horror movies will likely have to be wait uh, and be a little, it will be a little sparse this year due to the early arrival in the Vance household. <gasps> Our newest family member was born on October 4th, almost four weeks earlier than we had expected. Wow. Congratulations to Tyler Vance for the, the new addition. That's so exciting. Um, Okay, he continues. Baby Vance oh. and I have already listened to an episode of Screening in Kingston together <laughs> whilst in the hospital. Wow. And her response, oh, it's her, her response 
was positive in the way that she slept through it and then had a very healthy poop after. Excellent. Looks like you folks have another fan on the hook. Well, frankly, that's that's all we want our fans to do. I think most of them do exactly that. Yeah, sleep uh, and then have a good sleep, poop. Good, good poop baby, <laughs> with our episode. Baby Vance has listened to more episodes than George has. I would argue Baby Vance has listened to more episodes than George's mom has. Quite, quite possibly. <laughs> Congratulations, Tyler. That's so exciting. Um, I hope, you know, when babies come early, it's always a little bit of a surprise. George came a little bit earlier than we thought he would come to. So um, hopefully everything is going well. And she's just a little cutie and letting you guys get some sleep. Hope Maybe yes. one day we'll learn her name. Maybe. Definitely. Congratulations. It sounds like this email is written immediately after the birth, which is exactly what you should be doing. Uh, oh, yeah. October 4th. Uh, with, with, with baby Vance. Uh, this email, yeah, it was like this six days later, uh, you immediately emailed us. Maybe fan. it doesn't have a name yet if it's Baby Vance. Yeah, what a great fan. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure Tyler's wife really appreciated that. Taylor, um, <laughs> Taylor, Michaela, Taylor, Micah. That should be the name. Taylor, Micah, Vance. Ta- oh, that's a great name. There you go. Uh, that's Baby Vance from now on. Taylor, Micah. Vance. Um, uh, Tyler continues, uh, watch, uh, watch some scary movies for me. And in the meantime, baby Vance and I will be making our way through over the garden wall. Good me choice. loving every minute and her sleeping away. Sincerely, Tyler. I'm a big kid now. Vance. P.S. <laughs> excited for your Halloween episodes. John Carpenter's original one is one of my favorite horror movies ever. Hmm. That's good. Excellent. Or bad. I don't know. I don't know if the Tyler endorsement makes me feel better about this, actually. True. I, I'm a little, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure that makes me feel a lot better. But I'm very glad that Baby Vance is is enjoying screening in Kingston. Hopefully, uh, we just, uh, that's how I think you make a good podcast. All your fans give birth to more fans. Yeah. Um, and then you just continue that way. So congratulations again to the Vances. That's great. We hope that Taylor Micah is uh, healthy. And, uh, and mom, too. And mom too. Uh, and, you know, maybe dad can help out a bit and stop emailing us. <laughs> I'm just joking. Just so people know. I'm not, I'm assume Tyler's a great yeah. father. Like you're going to be <laughs> self-editing. From I'm, I'm not editing any of this. I'm keeping this 100% you're fine, in. You're going to be second-guessing so everything. Oh my gosh. Oh okay. yeah. No, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, keep all of this in. Uh, I wonder if we will have to, you know, if, if little baby Vance is listening now, maybe we should, especially when sleeping, give some subliminal messages. Enemy is a terrible movie. <laughs> you like the new Star Trek a lot less than, than anyone else, including your father. Her smell you know, is awful. Like Her smell is a terrible movie. There you go. <laughs> there, there, there's our thoughts. Um, let's review The Nun 2. Let's get to this Conjuring, Conjuring Universe talk here. Um, we'll spend the rest of the episode just talking about the Conjuring Universe and The Nun 2, the latest film in the Conjuring Universe with light spoilers. So we are going to get into some stuff. We're going to try to keep it light. It has been out for a little bit, but we figure with the home rental and stuff, a lot of you might watch it over Halloween. So very light spoilers. Uh, we will go into some, but we'll, we promise not to completely ruin the, the whole movie for you. So you can still listen to this before watching if you don't care about very light spoilers. Uh, Taylor, take it away. What did you think of The Nun 2? Not a fan. 
Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had a rough time with this movie. I had a really rough time. I thought the first was so forty good. minutes. Or I sorry, I thought you were gonna say the first movie. First movie was good, so I came in with high hopes. But sorry, me too. Sorry, but I was the first forty minutes of this movie had me bored almost. Yeah, to tears. fast. I I just yeah, the first movie I agree. I really liked the first movie. I thought it was scary. I thought it was spooky. This one, I just I I kind of wished. It was scary in some way. Like it yeah. just didn't, it just didn't do anything for me. I, I didn't find it very scary or creepy. I, I felt like it just didn't do anything. It just kind of existed. I don't even really know if it pushed things forward that much. We can talk about that a little bit, but I just was really disappointed by this movie. I, it almost for the majority of the movie, it felt like two movies. It felt right. like kind of a classic um, haunted school, like boarding school movie that was not scary. Um, and then like a angels and demon type investigation. Yes. Which again, yeah. not scary. There was one single moment in the movie that made me jump. And it was when the demon like chokes the nun like she's like looking at something and the nun kind of pops out oh um, yes yeah yeah which yeah. was like a jump scare that's probably the only time where i was like that's scary <laughs> um so I, I, I didn't even feel like the ambience of the movie or ambiance or whatever you want to call it was creepy like i, yeah. I don't even think they did a good job of an unsettling feeling throughout which i had with the nun where the whole time i felt yeah. unsettled whereas this movie i just kind of felt no, nothing it was uh -oh. shot very well like high budget right. high yes, production I value agree. yeah um even like this there the end scene like the end moments i'm like that's a beautifully shot moment like when she the, says yes the the sequence the whole sequence at the end i thought was well shot and i would I, I would even go as far as to say like you're saying taylor about the whole movie I, it's not a lazy attempt at making a movie like it felt like a real movie it, it felt good it was a bad script yes it was a bad script and i aside from the main lady uh sister name, irene yeah whose name is completely i don't know how to wrong. pronounce the it sister tasa of, of farmiga 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 yeah i think it's tasa tasa farmiga i've never I heard it she, said out loud sorry go ahead i thought she like, I think she's good, and I think she's compelling, yeah. and I do think she's interesting to watch. And I thought she kind of carried the acting in the movie because I really didn't, I almost really didn't like anybody else. I, I, had, a, I had a hard time with um, her friend there, the, the other young Oh, I didn't nun. like her either. Sister. Yeah, I, uh, with a D? Debbie. I think that, Debbie or Debbie, something? Yeah, Deborah. Yeah. Deborah, yeah, I think Deborah is probably more. I don't think her name is Debbie. I think it's. I I just because Sto it's that Storm Reed who's been in a few things. She's kind of younger, and I I haven't seen her when she's older. I've only seen her kind of in, in the younger stuff, but The Last of Us and a couple of things. And I've liked her in other things, but in this movie, she seemed bored and disconnected and not really into it. Like just l looking at her, she seemed like out of it completely, and I just I just felt like. There, there wasn't anything compelling there. And I felt the same way about Maurice again, where I, I, yes, okay, he's being disturbed or haunted or what have you, but he's just boring. 
you you look at them and, and both of them you just have this feeling of like you either don't want to be here or you're not trying whereas with with her irene i felt like she was giving it like yeah. she was trying she was, and she was she doing was things and she was in it yeah like she was very much uh in it and i even i only the the other girl there who who was in the narnia series um she was okay the one who's at the school the teacher like mom the, the, the teacher mom lady she was okay Kate. but i don't think she had a lot to do and i again like from the narnia series like i like that actress but i just don't think she really just didn't she didn't have much to do and i and i don't think that it came across really well like i, I had a hard time with the supporting cast in this one I'm not as critical as the actor of Maurice as you are. I thought he was okay, but it doesn't hurt that he's like fairly good looking. Um. <laughs> See, I think I, yeah, I'm sure that's, that's, but I just, to me, you know, it's, it's, it's like watching paint dry sometimes with, with him and some of the others where you're just the, the same urgency, the same presence or the same, just like I'm here and I'm going to captivate you that Irene had. To, to me didn't exist in anybody else and i even didn't mind some of the kids like some of the kids were, the were weird but but the yeah but some of them were were fine where i'm like well at least you know for a kid actor you're you're trying and you're doing something i just i yeah i i really had a hard time with the supporting cast um where i just thought like okay give me more of the main i did there and just stick with her more did not care for that like romance subplot so I just yeah really, that was that was really weird. That didn't like to me. Didn't that seem like it kind of came out of nowhere? Really and was, like was kind of shoved in there, shoehorned in, and then yeah, like, yeah. Whole like I don't know. Like I felt like teacher mom and daughter, and then like the bullies. All of that. That's why like it felt like it was two movies. That, like that felt know, like a third one though. That felt yeah, to like me a, like the boarding school horror movie. And right? then, yeah, like, and then Maurice like, the third like separate. I get that they had to like. They, it's like the problem with Stranger Things where they need to devise plot lines to get all the characters where they need to be. Yes. Um, so, like, okay, Maurice is at this, like, boarding school. So, like... Like, why? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> yeah. obviously there needs to be children around him. <laughs> yes. So it's like, but, like, I think... Okay, uh, can we talk about him a little bit more? Because I just... What I want to say about him is I think the problem I had with him was I think... Again, I'm just comparing it back to the first movie. And I felt like the mystery or darkness or quietness around him in the nun was 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 better. Right. Than than in this movie. Like I think we just I already knew. I'm like, well, isn't he isn't he possessed? Like I, I already yeah, kind of knew no, there was no mystery around the, him. The cause the second quote unquote movie with Sister Irene going on a Angels and Demon type investigation yes but very like, very like investigative if you like that there's a whole sequence of investigation yes. she goes to a librarian she goes yeah. to the she archive. steals someone's cab taylor she steals someone's cab <laughs> that was funny when she goes the library. She when did, yeah sister deborah god bless <laughs> yeah god bless <laughs> yeah, yeah. and like the reaction of the people like these nuns just stole her cab <laughs> that was I, funny that was good yeah they i feel like the conjuring movies and maybe i'm just like projecting they often have like little funny moments and i felt like there was like 102 in this movie but it was like lacking a lot more comedic 
relief. But I guess it could have used one or two more moments. There was no comedic relief yeah. in the first one, I guess. Like the first one was No, very... the first one was a straight up horror movie. Yeah. Like just more dark. I would say even darker than the Conjuring movies. Like yeah. very, very like different tone. Heavy, totally like, yes. kind of different. Um, this one seemed to go in a bit of a different direction, but I don't think it was to the benefit of the movie. Like I don't, I just don't think it improved and grew any of the topics that that we kind of covered in the first movie. I didn't feel like we progressed forward. I felt like this was just another weird snippet that we had to, and that's a really good comparison you made in Stranger Things. Like we've got to, we got to get all these characters somewhere, so we have to to get these reasons for why they're over here, and that made it feel a little bit like you're just piecing this together and it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't, it's not believable. So I have a question and this might get into some light spoilers in terms of like the universe. So I have a couple gripes. The first in terms of like overall, like storytelling, um, number one, you know, they needed sister Irene needed like a sidekick, for her little ad- side adventure. And so they team her up with this sister, Deborah. Uh, again, not great chemistry. I agree. No. I didn't really like her character, like underwritten, like really weird. Yeah. Nothing wrong with the actor, but I just think the, it was underwritten. You yeah. didn't give her enough to do. Yeah. Um, and the reason is they, uh, in the first movie, there's father Burke. And so they, in this movie, she goes, well, where's Father Burke? Like, can't he do this? Like, go do this investigation. And then the Cardinal goes, he's dead. <laughs> no explanation. No and, and <laughs> no so, story behind that. Do, yeah, Is he the priest that dies in the um, Abigail movies? Abigail, the doll. No, the An- Annabelle movie. Annabelle, sorry, Annabelle. No, no, a- because Annabelle is set later. Right, in the 60s Much, and much later. Yes. So yeah. I thought that was so random. Just them being like, he's dead. Not like, oh, he's yeah. not available. I'm like, did he die in another Conjuring movie that I just don't remember? Like, is this cano- canonical? Um, so that's my first gripe. Second gripe, I thought the whole like mythos that they're trying to build for the demon was so stupid. Yes, it was too much. They gave too much trying to overexplain things. And I think the more you overexplain like that, the worse things. And kind of contradicts. So I didn't remember the the plot from Nun 1 super well because it's been a really long time since I watched it and I haven't watched it since I first saw it. So I went earlier today to read the plot synopsis just to like refresh my memory. And in the first movie, we find out how Valak, the demon, is like summoned in the first movie. And then in this movie, we find out what the demon wants, which doesn't really make sense because if the demon was like summoned... Mm-hmm. would the demon even really want <laughs> maybe i'm like you know i'm starting to like look too deeply into the demonology of this movie but like i felt like the plot like the plot development around the demon in this movie doesn't go with the plot development we got in the first movie and i'm like how are we any closer to this demon haunting um oh my gosh i'm blanking on the couple um the warrens uh, yeah the warrens so like we, I feel like in a way we almost like 
backpedaled in terms of plot development. We still yes. don't know the connection with Ed, um, Ed and Lorraine. And I'm assuming, especially because they've gotten her sister, I'm assuming Sister Irene is somehow related to um, that's Lorraine. That's been my theory. Yeah, that's been my theory from the beginning is that there's some kind of connection through. But we're catching like, up they're, they're very related. close to timeline. Because this movie um, was nineteen. We're in the twenties. No, this, what? this movie takes place in nineteen fifty-six, Mike. This isn't the what? I thought this was the twenties. No. <laughs> oh. So like, yeah. We're so like, we're getting we're wait. Like, so when when's the first Conjuring movie set? Seventy early seventies, but by that point, yeah. Ed and Lorraine have already been like demon hunting since the sixties. For yes, since the sixties. So we're we're probably ten years away from them starting. Let's say the the. Yeah, because I always thought this was more like a long lost relative. Like, I honestly. What if Sister Irene is actually Lorraine? And that's her nun name because nuns take different names. She's not actually her name. You know what I mean? We find out. I mean, that would that would explain that this demon's sort of connection with, with her and her kind of abilities to to combat and be sort of present here like i i that would explain it i don't know man, i mean i guess the timeline actually would match up yeah we're that could we're very it. we're very quickly approaching i honestly thought she was gonna die my my thought was and my theory was she's like a lot not a lost relative but like a cousin or someone that like maybe the you know lorraine had not been in touch with or they hadn't really had much of a relationship and she was gonna die in this movie like she's dead before right. We get to her. That's on. That's what I thought was going to happen. But now that you say that, I'm. I am wondering if if that's the connection is that she had this kind of other life, and then as she gets older, you know, her sister's young enough that that would that would work. Like you would believe it. The um the other kind of loose end that like eventually will like connect these stories. I assume is that in one of the movies. I think it's a nun, a nun one, but it might have been an end credit in a different in one of the Conjuring movies. But Ed and Lorraine are performing exorcism on a older Maurice. So, like, and that's the first time that that happens in in the second Conjuring movie. It's the first time we meet a, Maurice. Yes, yes, and, and that's that's the demon's sort of connection is there because we meet the nun in the in the Conjuring the second Conjuring. So that that is a flashback in that movie. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking so about. So at some point, Lorraine and Ed are performing exorcism on Maurice. Like, Again, and- so <laughs> this this unlucky guy has, just keeps getting break. possessed. He can't get like and, and possessed and then sort of cured or helped and then possessed again. Yeah. And it's just getting, yeah, it's getting a little bit. Uh, that's where Marvel has a bit of a problem where they keep kind of, Going back to like, and you know, in order to get to the multiverse, these twelve nothing's characters final, are right? all are all causing it. Yes, and nothing's final, and it's this mistake shared by everyone. And it's like, well, no, like, what's the inciting incident? What's the one thing? And I think him being maybe we don't need the him to, to go through this again. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, it's him. It's Maurice. He caused all this again. Um, Poor guy. Yeah. I made his way to Boston or wherever Ed and Lorraine live. <laughs> yeah, to me, like to me, the only thing that gave any saving grace to this movie at all was was her performance, um, because that scene 
near the end and the whole battle and everything going on, like there was, there was some great acting by her. Like she brought it and that saved it a little bit where I'm like, I can recognize the talent here and recognize being good. But I just, I couldn't get over the fact that this was such a snooze fest for so long. It felt like three different movies and I'm fine. I'm fine with an investigative movie. Yeah. I'm fine with the, we're at the orphanage kids being tortured movie. And I'm fine with the possession, you know, Maurice storyline movie, but kind of choose a lane here and, and go and do it well. And this felt like we sort of chopped together even though it was such a well-done film from a director who I think I've been pretty critical of because of his other work in the Conjuring universe has been the, uh, the uh, curse of La, La Rona and the devil made me do it. So this, this is his third. Movie I don't think universe, this was his the, you know, fault. I think it was no. the script. I think yeah, it was I very agree. bloated and just not, not scary. And I felt like, Maurice's possession took over from the demon. You know what I mean? Like his possession got more screen time than the demon. And I get, like you said, like less explaining makes it scarier. Showing it less makes it, but like she had like what, like three big moments. Like, I don't know, like for the whole thing is supposed to be about the demon and we're spending so much time with Maurice and like sometimes he's normal, but also it's killing him, but he's still able to hold a full-time job as a caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and we, we did almost the same scene three times where it was kind of a kid or someone discovers that he's free, freaking out, but us as an audience, we're ahead of them. Yeah. So we know he's not, possessed. we're not, yeah, we don't find it interesting or, or even remotely like, Oh, what's going on with Maurice. We know, we know what's happening here. We're way ahead of you. So I just, yeah, I, I feel as though the movie just didn't <laughs> didn't get that, I guess. The I only effective time that worked for me was when he was with the headmistress. That was like, I'm like, oh, that's creepy. Like, Okay, so I, I, I just wanted to do like a very quick research um, because I didn't know where this was going. Like, where are we going in the universe? What's going next? And I know they, they released the title for the last Conjuring movie. So I don't know if this is a this is a spoiler to anybody, right? We've talked. So about I'm just going to give a warning now. We've talked about the title, but this is about the cast. So Patrick Wilson is is back. Obviously, Ver- Verna Farmiga is also back. Um, so they've announced now it's that, called that, The Conjuring: Last Rites. Yes, and and joining the cast is is Tess, Tessa Tessa Farmiga. Okay, so they're coming together. Yeah, so she's in the next one. So I don't know what that means and the connection here. Maybe they're not related at all, but that would be, to me, that would be weird. They they look identical. Yeah, they do. (laughs) She's literally, one's just older than the other, and you 100% know they're they're related because they look so much alike. And now that... Tessa, however you say, we I apologize. I'm so sorry, young lady. Um, now that she's a little bit older, um, because when she first like the nun came out a couple years ago, she looks so much like her sister in this one. Yeah, like more so than previously. So you, so the next movie, hopefully, maybe is gonna bring. Yeah, bring me like we're gonna finally find out. Okay, what's the connection? With the warrants yeah. and the... I mean, it sounds like this might be the last one, which I hope not. I've been really enjoying 
the, the Conjuring movies, but it sounds like they're kind of coming to a, especially with that title. We talked about but, that You know, with week. every money-making franchise, it might be like, oh, this is the last Conjuring proper movie. And then but it's we'll going to make, and, it's gonna make yeah. crazy money and then they're going to... Yes, <laughs> exactly. Know, and then they're going <laughs> to... I don't know a lot about the behind the scenes, but maybe Vera and... Um, oh my gosh. Wilson, Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Maybe they signed a, co- signed a contract saying like we... Yeah. And their contract is coming to an end and that's why this is the last Conjuring movie. I don't know. Um, I don't know. To me, it's keeping those their careers alive. If I was them, I would keep doing these movies. Personally. Yep. they're money makers, <laughs> and they're very they they have great chemistry. The two of them, they do. Um, they're great. One other gripe I have about this movie, in terms of plot, in terms of plotting and like and casting. So, <laughs> the headmistress, her son has died in the bombings. They say. Her son died in the bombings, and that's why we can't go into the chapel. So this movie right. takes place in 1956. I'm assuming the bombings they're talking about are World War II. So World War II ended in 1945, but began in 1949. Right. Um, right. She looks ancient. This headmistress <laughs> looks so old. And right. the ghost of her son is very young. So are yes. you telling me she was like 50 when she gave birth to the son? Because this movie is not that far out from World War II. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I honestly didn't think about that. Uh, oh, but maybe, maybe stress, stress ages you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and she's just, you know, it's the only thing I can think of. For like, the, for like 20 minutes, I was trying to do the mental math. I'm like, youngest, yeah. she would have been like 40. I thought, honestly, I thought I thought this movie was set in the twenties, and I thought they were talking about World War One. So yeah. I, that to me, it was I didn't even didn't even. It's cross still the same problem because it was even even less of a distance, but it didn't even I didn't even think about it. I thought we were in the nineteen twenties. Well, we're I could clearly keep talking about this, but we're nearing the end of our our hour together, Mike. We're I assumed we were going to have people write in once they've heard this episode saying. Where would you put this in your ranking? I this is yeah, so we'll get low that for next me. Week, yeah. This is so low for me. Yeah, it's pretty low. Um I, I don't know. I would have to we'd have to do the list. Maybe we can do that before Halloween, one of our next episodes. We can just do a quick Yeah, I have to go uh, through the movies. List of them. Yeah. I would say that it's maybe better than the devil made me do it. It's very yeah, forgettable. Maybe. It's very it's forgettable. forgettable. I think the devil made me do it had the value of the Warrens and like their chemistry is still very good. And there's a lot of interesting things in there. And I did like the kind of Lorraine Warren battling in her mind with that person. So I, I still think this, the nun two is not quite, I would say it's a little bit less than devil when you do it. But anyway, we got to rate it here. So Taylor, what, what do you give it? I hate to say it as a skip it. Me too. I know I hate to say it, but this is a skip it. Unless in the grand scheme of things, we've learned things about the demon that like you need to watch in this movie in order to, you know, like go through essentially um, follow along in the universe. But truly I felt like I didn't learn anything noteworthy of the demon. I felt like it was a step backwards. Um, Yeah. So in terms of Canon uh, to me, this is a skip it. One thing I, one last thing I will say, they did a phenomenal job of recapping the first movie in like two minutes. Which it's as if they assumed no one would remember. <laughs> yeah. 
take very good take note that was that was excellent how they recapped the events of the first movie but um yeah, yeah it's it's a skip it it just like it was really yeah. forgettable like you said mike it was it's not that it's a bad it's well filmed yes, um well filmed well made but the script like i did not can't think this advances it. the universe whatsoever it's no, like bad um, script can't get around the bad writing it's like the first annabelle movie yeah Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's very similar comparables to that one. Um, but there you go. We're out of time. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. And uh, you'll hear from us next week. Go see some movies. <laughs>